we've got an emergency ball with ESPN's Tom Luganbill to talk about everything that's unfolding in Tuscaloosa. As always, our visits with Luganbill presented by MyBookie.ag. Code next round to sign on and get that sign-on bonus at MyBookie.ag. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere. MyBookie.ag. Code next round. First of all, Lutz, how are you? It's been a minute. I'm good. How are you, buddy? It's uh, good to uh, spend some time with you. I'm on the road back from Colorado. I see that. Uh, you look like you've been out there wrestling the cattle, so I'm glad you're headed home. Uh, it <laughs> yeah, is, I am too. While you've been in a uh, in Colorado, a lot has happened in college football. And uh, let's start with the retirement of Nick Saban, which is, in a lot of senses, sent shockwaves through college football. Well, it was going to come to an end at some point, right? I mean, this this wasn't going to go on forever. And I, you know, I've always felt when I was asked, you know, how long do you think coach will go? My answer was always, I think, until his health won't allow him to go. But I also would say that, you know, prior to what college football has become, and quite honestly, I don't think he likes it very much. Um, I, I think he understands name, image, and likeness. He understands the world of the transfer portal. But it just threw a bunch of junk in the blender that, quite honestly, at his age, why would you want to deal with that? Why would you want to have to? to manage all of those uh, types of things. And I, I I think it would be fair to say it probably took away a little bit of the fun of it uh, for him. And listen, the, the control part of it, I think, has been affected to some degree, which probably he didn't like. The one thing I'll say about him with name, image, and likeness, I think people feel like he's not a name, image, and likeness proponent. I disagree with that. I think he's all for name, image, and likeness. If, if it's earned. He's yeah. not for name, image, and likeness when it's given and you haven't produced, you haven't done anything, you haven't even stepped foot on campus. I think he had a real, real problem with that. So now for Alabama. So this is the first time we've really seen this rule test at Luganville that when a coach leaves, no matter where you are in the calendar, an automatic 30-day window opens in the transfer portal. So most of the time when a coach takes another job or is fired or retires, it's in December. It's right after the regular season, during the bowl season, mm -hmm. and everybody's in the transfer portal. So this rule really right. has, has never had any impact. This is the first time we've seen this one tested, and it is a weird situation for Alabama where anybody can raid their roster, but they cannot, in turn, turn around and raid anybody else's roster. They have to play defense the whole time, and it has yeah. it is not going smoothly for Alabama. They have lost a lot on that roster. They have, and unfortunately, that's a... a an unintended consequence. I, I actually call it an intended consequence because if you didn't think something like this was going to happen with this rule, you had to be out of your mind. And so, you know, unfortunately it puts them in a very tough spot because as you just referenced, in order for them to catch up in the transfer portal, they now have to wait till after spring ball. Well, after spring ball, they may actually have more guys enter the transfer portal yep. once they figure out where they, where they fall. And so, you know, to me with all of this, and I know it's been a rough, really a rough week or so since Kalen DeBoer has been hired. But all of these things happen so fast, right? If you're Kalen DeBoer, you're this coaching staff, the administrative staff, and all the different things that are going on, you have to basically be ahead of everything. It's impossible. So what I think happens in these moments, and what I suspect has happened with Alabama and Kalen DeBoer and the staff in, in that football team, is I think there's been a lack of communication. Yeah. A lack of communication that leads to uncertainty and instability, and it scares players off. It puts players in a position where they become more concerned about their current situation, and then naturally their instinct is to go investigate other opportunities. 
And I would suspect that in this type of scenario, whether it's Caleb Downs, whether it's Julian saying, is it a matter of Caitlin DeVore and the staff coming in and saying, you know, listen, we're going to go in another direction? I don't think so at all. What I think is that maybe there's some guys that have been left not quite know where they knowing where they stand, and then therefore they don't feel like things are as detailed and organized as maybe they were expecting them to be, especially with what they'd become used to under Nick Staben and the previous staff. And now here we sit with a vast majority of significantly talented, experienced players on this roster that would not be in this position if Alabama didn't have a coaching change. Yeah, I mean, and, and in a lot of situations or a lot of instances, I guess, maybe Kalen DeBoer does not know where those players stand. Now, obviously, he knows that with Caleb Downs. He's one of the best defensive players and one of the best players, period, in America. So that guy's going to start for anybody. But in a lot of those situations, I mean, Kalen DeBoer has not had time to evaluate some of those guys. Right. I, I, don't, I don't know what the solution for DeBoer. There, he's being pulled in so many different ways. He's got to establish the recruiting relationship. Right. He's got to start working on that, start even building next year's class. He, he, he's got to talk to assistants about building a staff. He's got to talk to some of the – I mean, you know, it's I, there's only 24 hours in a day. Right. And in this right. situation, I don't I don't know which, which one you tackle first. Do I build my staff? Because that's going to be critical to a player staying. Do I go to a player that I don't know that he fits my system and guarantee him He's going to get playing time to keep him out of the portal. Do I start talking to high school coaches? I mean, I, I don't know how you stack your day in the type of situation he's in right now. Well, you have to prioritize players. Players become the priority, and that means yeah. uh, introductory, introductory interviews, sit-down meetings with each and every one of them individually, uh, laying out the plan, what the vision is, um, being honest with them if there's answers that you can't give to a player's questions because it's so early and you may not know those answers yet. Um, it creates a lot of gray area and uncertainty, and that's unfortunate because, to your point, there's only so many hours in a day, and there are so many balls in the air that, that he and his staff are juggling right now, but I don't think anybody saw this coming. I don't think anybody saw this amount of really good players all of a sudden deciding to just go check something out. This is the University of Alabama. They were just in the college football playoff. They just hired a coach that took his team to a college football playoff. It seems odd that all of a sudden those players would be so quick to pull the trigger, and especially the quarterback. And Julian's saying, I, you know, you already have Eli Holston join the, the portal. He signs with Pitt, all right? You're going to have Jalen Milrow, what, for one more season? Maybe. And you've got a great opportunity there if you're Julian saying. And you bring in Austin Mack, if you're Kalen DeBoer, who hasn't thrown a, a college pass yet. So I don't know why there would be any type of threat there. That's just another body in the room that you've got to beat out. So it, it makes you wonder what prompts some of these decisions for some of these players, not just on the current roster that made this decision, but guys that are you know asking to be released from their NLI. What is what does Austin Mack bring when you look at? We know what Julian's saying he's an amazing high school quarterback yeah. that, whose ceiling is is through the roof. Obviously, that's a weird saying. Uh, unlimited ceiling, maybe is where I need to how I need to say yeah. that. So, so what do you see in Austin Mack though? The the fans in this area haven't seen as much of him. Probably a similar, uh, maybe less talented, less um, improvisational player than Julian is. Um, obviously the offensive coordinator, Coach Grubb and Coach DeBoer know what they're getting. So I think there's comfort and familiarity there. They know they have a guy that's going to understand the scheme that knows what they're, what's, what's being asked of them and feel like they add depth to the quarterback room that they're familiar with. And, um, does that mean that it's good enough to win with and all 
redshirted him. Obviously, Michael Penix was able to stay healthy for his two-year run there at the University of Washington. So there's more questions than answers, um, obviously, at the quarterback position, especially now with Julian uh, entering the portal. All right, he is ESPN's Tom Luganville on his way back from Colorado, as you can tell, and an emergency ball discussing the Alabama situation, um, everything that has unfolded there. Real quickly, when you look at the staff that Kalen DeBoer has built so far, Kane Womack uh, yeah. coming over as previously head coach at South Alabama, now the defensive coordinator, all the Washington guys that have come over, a linguist who is coming from Buffalo. When you when you look at some of those guys – um, what, do, what do you make of this staff that Kalen DeBoer has built so far? Um, I think there's a lot of familiarity. I think there's a lot of like-mindedness. Clearly, Coach Grubb is a guy that has never thought about branching out on his own. I think it's such a comfortable coaching relationship that he has with Coach DeBoer. Obviously, Coach was was at Indiana under Tom Allen when Owen Kane Womack was, was at Indiana as well. So he knows exactly what type of personality. Obviously, it fits uh, philosophically, defensively, what it is they want to be and what they want to do. Um, you know, the, the question is always going to remain the same, right? When you hire somebody into the SEC with a job of this stature in particular, and you have guys that are going to be on the staff that maybe don't have deep-rooted ties in the region, you're going to, you're unfortunately, you're just going to be subject to scrutiny. Fair yeah. or unfair, you accept it, you realize it, and then what you do, you go overcome it through results. I think that that's the thing is forget about what's going out the door right now. Focus on what you can control if you're Kalen DeBoer. Get into the the uh, winter conditioning program. Then get yourself into spring football. And you're going to have a much better feel of exactly what you're going to have to do now in recruiting for those 15 days that are going to follow spring football. And then we'll all be having a conversation at some point in the first part of June. And we'll probably be looking at this roster a lot differently than we are right now. All right. Hey, safe travels, Luke. Thanks for the emergency ball and uh, your thoughts on everything happening in Tuscaloosa. You bet, man. Thanks for having me.